Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the hijinks. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. The opportunities. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, it's Stuck in the 80s time. It's your host, Steve Spears. It's your buddy from TampaBay.com. And with me, my new friend in vegetarianism, Sean Daly. I went veggie today for like uh, my second plate. For your second course. My second. We went to the uh, the India Grill in St. Petersburg, and I had a little meat on my first plate. But then I wanted to, to show my support for you and your newfound healthy lifestyle. So I had some sort of chickpea and rice thing. You know what? Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm total veggie now, baby. I love it. I feel like I have tons of energy. I hope you do I have like tons the- of energy because today we're going to wrap up the summer concerts. Of wrap it up. So wrap it up. God you know what I'm doing says. right now? All these people say I'm too hyper, baby. I'm bringing it today. Yeah, I'm you crazy. are bringing it today. We uh, we had a hell of a summer here. I don't know how many. There's one time where I, I think there's one month where I saw six or seven concerts. You saw probably twice as many since you review them. And we thought, you know, here it is, Labor Day weekend. Let's have a nice, relaxed show. Sean will wear underwear this time. Got something in a low-rise bikini mesh, if possible. And we'll just talk about the concerts that uh, we enjoyed this summer and we'll kind of wrap it up and uh, look at the We had a lot year. of things. And you had very uh, your concerts were very pivotal, not just uh, professionally, but personally as well. Uh, this is the year that Spears became Spears-Z, mainly because these these epic nights you had. Would you agree with this? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You look, I mean, I'm looking, what I do is I'm sitting here in the studio, I'm looking into the control room at you, I don't even recognize you anymore, this, this vegetarian lifestyle, this uh, new girlfriend, this, uh, 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 all these concerts you've been to, you're like a new man. Yep, turning the old life around. Oh, well, hey, more power to you. If Tina Turner can do it, Jack Walsh can do it too. I appreciate that, that's really nice. You know, normally when I hear stuff from you, I kind of think, the first thoughts that go through my mind are insincerity, lying, deceitfulness. <laughs> Today I almost believe it. Well, this is a this is a bonus show for people. We were going to have a show this week, but then we started talking the other day at lunch over vegetarian lunch. We started talking about all these amazing shows we went to, and we said, you know what? Let's go back and give them a show. Let's give them the best damn show we can. Uh, that might be aiming too high. Yeah. So we broke it down into three categories. Three categories we're going to talk about today: best concert, most disappointing concert, and biggest surprise concert. And we are going to stick to '80s concerts only. That's right? right. Because we are stuck in the 80s. Yeah. At least one of us is. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. What was your best concert of the summer of the year 2008? Well, let this song be a little uh, reminder of how good it was. Nice. 
nice. Yes, the regeneration tour Spears went to in Las Vegas. Uh, an epic, an epic show. Yeah, it was great. Human League, ABC, Naked Eyes, Belinda Carlisle. The great thing is I get to see it all over again tomorrow night. And introduce your heroes and hang out with them backstage. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, uh, August 30th here in uh, Clearwater is the next to the final show of the tour. And uh, Human League's no longer on board. ABC's now the headliner. Uh, Missing Persons is on board. And I will be backstage. I can't wait. Uh, Naked Eyes is there, Pete Burns. Yeah, he promised me he's going to sing Rocket Man for me. Uh, ten people won free tickets to come uh, hang out. Uh, a couple people will be hanging out with me backstage. It's really? Be a good oh, show. yeah, that's right. Are you yeah. going to meet the Stuck in the 80s fans I hope before so. the show? I hope so. And uh, it's, it's, it was a great show. When, we, when I saw it in Las Vegas, obviously Vegas Girlfriend was sitting next to me the whole time. Right. Did you guys it, make out? I think oh, I yeah. asked you that before. Yeah, yeah a lot of making times. out. That's cool. We did it right in front of um, Jeff from Vegas and his wife, Stacy. And they didn't mind? No. Everybody was just in the spirit of yeah, it. Yeah. It was great. There was a lot of making out involved. A lot of gropage. Really? Yeah. Fun night. What was your favorite concert? Or did I throw you off with the whole gropage thing? No, no. Actually, you you, uh, you turned me on. <laughs> no, uh, my favorite show is probably like a, a symbolic favorite, even though I really did enjoy myself, was uh, Van Halen. Have you seen Junior's Grades? <laughs> Great choice. We were together for that. And, and it was my first time ever seeing them. Mine too. Mine too. Really? I yeah. thought you had seen them before. No, no. And what was even better, who else was with us? Gina Vivanetto. Was Gina Vivanetto there? How could you forget? She's right there uh, sitting right next to us. <laughs> oh, that was nice. So it was, we were all back. Wow, it was really the, the circle of life coming together. Yeah. And, you know, the, the musicianship wasn't perfect. You know, Dave's voice is a little shoddy. Um, he kind of, you know, more of his like kind of ringmaster shtick. But I just had this goofy grin on my face, well, goofier than usual, throughout the whole show. And it was very, I mean, people were there just to reconnect with their childhood, which is the whole reason for this show, I imagine. Um, and it was just really great. We were really happy about it. I, I remember, we, I don't think we sat down the entire show. We stood up, right? And I, That's because I can't fit in the seats. I know. There. But uh, they're like little, like little kindergarten seats for you. <laughs> We're there, and uh, we don't sit down the entire show. It's nothing but hits. Rumor has it Wolfgang himself wrote up the set list. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. That's cool. Uh, Eddie said, you know, you write the set list, and he did. And that's the set list we hear is the one he came up with. And, uh, and I think in my, I wrote a review about it, and I think I was, I was pretty honest that one – you know, it, it was just it, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't the best sounding thing in the world. You know, Eddie had some nice moments, but even he wasn't totally sharp. And I think he dropped out of the tour a couple weeks later, right? They had to take a break when he uh, had some health problems, right? But they've made those dates up and they finished the tour. And but, I think they finished as the highest grossing tour of the year. I'm did not, they? Bigger well, than the the police? But well, police probably counts as like last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they've been torn, the police have been torn for like two years or something. Right. But anyway, um, I just had a great time, and uh, normally I get pummeled for my stories, as we well know. But uh, everyone agreed with me that it wasn't the most perfect sounding thing, but it was just great fun. And really, I had I had never seen them before. I mean, I grew up, you know, eighty four, seeing everybody with the t shirts and all the videos, and I'd never seen them, so it was a dream come true. I had seen. DLR once, and he was god-awful. Yeah, yeah, I remember you know? talking about that. What was nice about also about Van Halen, I remember, was uh, it was probably the last time that you and I both bought concert shirts <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and you right. bought this great concert shirt that's like, 30 years, running with the devil. You know, this, I, woo, 
<laughs> a sexy girl in garters, like riding Eddie's guitar, and with all like 2008 tour dates. Yeah, Tampa I buy back. one. I buy one that looks like they. It's like the ELO <laughs> concert shirt from 1976, and they've scratched out ELO with Van Halen, and on the back, <laughs> it only has. And they a, spelled Van Halen wrong. Yeah, and on the back, it doesn't even have Tampa. It has a 2007 date. No, I think Sammy Hagar was still in the band yeah. when you bought that. So. And they, but immediately, immediately, we take five steps away from the concession stand and you're like oh i think i made a mistake it was like oh it was so funny classic spears moment i wanted to hug you it really was classic uh, have still, you worn that since oh i, I wear it all the time i wore uh, a van halen this sunday to a cookout got some nice compliments it wasn't a family cookout was it i mean it's kind of a risque shirt a little oh, bit trust me i have more risque Really? I have a Shooter Jennings t-shirt. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah, even yeah. say it on the air. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, bad. It's, it's so bad. I don't even know why I bought it. Jen's like, what are you thinking? But whatever. Now, of course, with the conversation of the best concert, we have to go a little negative here. Because that's what we do. Yeah. We like to drag people down. The worst 80s concerts of the summer. We'll not say worst. We'll say disappointing. Okay. Yeah, mine was more, mine was more disappointing. Where was it? Mine was going to see Colin Hay... And Billy Squire in Ringo's All Star Band at Ruth Eckerd Hall. Ah, yes, The Stroke. I was there with you for that. That was a disappointing night. It really was. We had gone to, uh, we, really, just to see Colin Hay from Men at Work, of course, the great Colin Hay, and an interview we'd love to get. Oh, God, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Billy Squire, uh, who another one, he's, he, we love him. And, and we went there assuming that Colin Hay and Billy Squire uh, would get at least three or four songs each. Yeah. Maybe four or five. Uh, we knew Ringo was going to do his lame crap. And Edgar Winter was there. Gary Wright was there, the Dreamweaver. Somehow Gary Wright and Billy Squire get the same amount of songs. No, I think Gary Wright even had one more, didn't he? Nah, it was, it was he something had, ridiculous. He had, uh, Love is Alive and but, Dreamweaver. But what's so disappointing is we hear The Stroke and we hear Lonely is the Night from Squire. Lonely is the Night. Oh, the guitar. It was great when oh, he did that. I looked yeah. at you and you were like... In tears. Yeah, I mean, you were so ecstatic. Yeah, that was a great... Uh, it was one of the first songs of the night. But then Colin Hay doesn't even do... Does he, he didn't do Overkill. No, because I... I absolutely assumed that I would hear the acoustic his acoustic version of Overkill, especially when they had an acoustic segment of the show. Right. You know? Have we and played that on this show yet? Have we played no, that? let's play it now. Day after day it reappears Night after night my heartbeat shows the fear Ghosts appear and Day. It's brilliant. It's absolutely 100% brilliant. I, I'm going to make a CD for you. Do you have his solo CD? I don't think so. Oh, Man at Work. I'm sure he's done it on others, but he does a lot oh, of Oh, Man work. at Work? It's called That's Man nice. at Work. That's nice. Nice. Uh, it's, it's a great CD. But um, we were really bummed. And you're so funny because I try to say optimistic and hopeful. Uh, and looking at you as the second half of the show, and Ringo, I mean, did he do maybe two good songs? Yeah. Out of yeah. 15? I mean, God knows. That stupid swinging monkey dance he was doing. 
God, I just wanted to take a hammer to my head. God, God knows Maxwell I love... Maxwell Silverhammer yeah. to his head. I, I just... God knows we love Ringo Starr and we love the Beatles. But my God, I can dance better than Ringo Starr. And, I'm starting, to, and ape, I'm starting to think I can write songs better than Ringo Starr. He's got stupid Chuck Taylors on it. It was just killing me. So then I look at you and you're miserable. I mean, you just don't even hide it. You are just... You're pissed off, okay? And so Ringo comes out and does with a little help... With a little help from my friends. Yeah. And I, I'm sitting there, and you're like, come on, it's time to go. And I'm waiting, thinking that somehow Colin Hay is going to come back and do acoustic overkill. <laughs> I mean, really, at that point, the logic had gone out the window. So I was really bummed about that. Squire seemed pissed off the whole night. Yeah, like something was wrong. Like maybe the sound was off, or maybe they just... But, I mean, this is his second tour with that band, so he knew what he was in for. You would think. I just thought that with the talent those guys have, is I, I was really bummed about we it. We will be begging every promoter we know of to come up with a bill that just has Billy Squire and Colin Hay. My, my, our buddy Bobby Rossi at Ruth Eckerd Hall, every time I see him, I said, tell you what, you get Colin Hay and Billy Squire on a double bill. We'll sell it you out. You book it. Steve and I will sell it out. Yep. It's 2,100 seats. I guarantee we'd sell that out. Yeah. I'd stake the personal reputation of my financial empire on it. Yes, you. And if we don't sell it out, Steve Spears will buy every other se- yeah every seat that doesn't sell and donate them to charity. Correct? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. What was your worst '80s concert of the summer of 2008? I was the most bummed by Bon Jovi. Ugh, God, I still can't listen to that song without giving me the heebie-jeebies. You know, uh, you were really bummed by this. However, you warned me. I warned you. You warned me good. And nothing, listen, you know, Bad Medicine, I love Bad Medicine. It was a beat too slow. It, well, I, I, don't, I don't recall that. But I just know that they, they, this new album is terrible. Really, really bad. There's maybe like one good song on And they did like eight songs from it, Lost Highway. Yeah. Their country album. That song they did with Big and Rich, we got it going on. Uh, oh my lord, I'd rather have my gums scraped. You know, you know the worst part of the night though. I mean, it wasn't. It was okay. The, the concert sucked. It was very disappointing. Bon Jovi's just like some doofus up there, showing no emotion. Every once in a while, when he feels like there's no energy in the crowd, he turns around, and shakes his ass, yeah, he shakes for a few his seconds. ass, or he shows some chest. Out. Yeah, it's like big effing deal. You know, the women around us are going crazy. It doesn't matter to them. Um, they're just swilling beers like it's uh sorority uh, two-for-one night yeah. back in college. And then the next day, we were, so we write up our reviews, and we're very honest. I think we're, I think we're almost we're more than fair. Oh, I got creamed. Oh, we I both got, got creamed. I think we did a show about that where I, I wrote, oh, oh, the hate man. mail was unbelievable. Awful. But it was really bad. It was just a canned performance. And again, you know, some people can get away with it, go up and do a professional show, all right? Maybe it's not the most heartfelt thing, but they still get the job done. I didn't think Bon Jovi got the job done. No. I thought it was phony. I thought it was fake. You know, uh, we were both really upset. You, 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 I, I really lived the last 25 years you know, under the assumption that there's some bands that I'd never seen, like Bon Jovi and Springsteen and uh, I'm trying to think of some other names, Duran Duran, that uh, are well-known for putting on great live shows. And everyone had always told me a Bon Jovi show is like, Second only to Springsteen as far as fun and and energy and you know you're singing along the whole time and then he gets up there and lays that turd. 
I mean, yeah. I, I was offended. I mean, I, I just kind of felt like um, my trust had been, to, you know, betrayed. Yeah, I, 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 I probably been a little too earnest here. Give Bob Bon Jovi credit. I mean, they put what twenty one, twenty two thousand yeah, in that I building. I think it's still the biggest crowd that uh, venue has seen yeah, this it, year. You know, and, and to be fair, I mean, he gave, and it's like we said in our reviews, he gave everybody exactly what they wanted. Nobody, I don't think anybody except for us went home unhappy. Uh, I don't know. Well, he gave, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know where that show fell on our on on their tour itinerary. Yeah, they can't they can't bring their A game every night. Yeah, but now we're bailing them out. Let's not bail them out. Let's get let's get back on a positive train. Come on, Spearsy, hop on the love train. Okay, with let's me. talk about the biggest surprise concerts of the what summer. What was your biggest surprise of the summer? I did not see this one coming. Um, when I went to see Cheap Trick, Heart and Journey, I expected a great show from Cheap Trick. I expected a phenomenal show from Journey, and I expected uh, you know a decent show from Heart. But what I got from Heart was pure magic. That good, even that though I good. heard that uh, Nancy Wilson was sick. She was sick, and she didn't sing that night, so we didn't get to hear uh, these dreams. But um, I have heard from other people who've seen this tour, and everybody says the same thing: that heart just blows everybody else away. Now, Journey and I mean Cheap Trick put on a good show, but I think they get kind of spooked by the fact that they're the first ones out there, and they're usually going out there when the venue's only halfway full. And people are still taking their seats. You know, that's, that's got to be a tough way to perform. Yeah, that's the, especially local. It was, so, it was yeah, and they're local. But so I didn't think that they brought their A game. Journey, I thought, was just as good as I thought they were being. And they would be a contender for best concert for me any other time. But man, you just can't beat the overall experience of the Regeneration Tour. But Heart, when I was, when after I saw the show, I'm over at the uh, t shirt stand buying uh, like $200 worth of triple uh, XL t shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, this this woman comes up to me and she just starts talking to me about. Uh, she's like, "That was the most amazing set I've ever seen." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I've never seen Heart before." She's like, "I've never seen him either." She's like, "Do you think they'll come on and do another set after Journey comes on?" I'm like, "They're pulling the Sean Daly." I'm yeah, like, "The optimism." I, I, and I, I just, I, I think I seriously said, "No, sweetie, they're gone now." Did you say that? Yeah, ah. I was like, and, and I mean, she looked crushed, but you I mean, took she her really under believed. your '80s wing. It's yeah, okay. I did. It's all right. Yeah. And you, you dabbed her tears with your triple, like sit, triple, you, triple XL. Yeah. I'd like to sit in the first 10 rows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, you know who's another big surprise on your list, I bet, was more stay in the time. Yeah, they were. And, and they should really be. There should be some special category that we come up with for, like, you know, most unlikely concert of the summer. Because yeah, they were certainly. You called me from Vegas and you were just like, I mean, you were ha- having trouble finding words to describe how good they were. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good one. Go. So what was your biggest surprise of the summer? You know, some people might not think this is a surprise. That Maybe it's obvious. But I'll explain why it surprised me, and that would be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Now, you were at this show as well. Oh, yeah. With a couple of young fillies. Jen and Kat. They loved you. Unbelievable. I looked up and you were like, Hef. 
Yeah, the ladies on your arm. The ba- and the bathrobe was a nice touch, too. Yeah, it was, but your wang was hanging out, so that wasn't too cool. <laughs> but anyway, the best thing about Tom Penny, and you, rec- you remember what I was gushing about after the show. And I, and I wrote this review, and I said, the star of that Tom Petty show was Tom's uh, guitarist, Mike Campbell. Oh, yeah. Mike Campbell. Now, I've seen, I've seen hundreds of shows. You know, it's my job. Mike Campbell, that, and I've seen Prince. I've seen Clapton. But Mike Campbell's job on guitar that night, you know, might be the best guitar performance I've ever seen. Yeah. And by the end of the show, he had killed it all night long, building these solos perfectly. By the end of the night, I couldn't wait until the first half of the song would be over. Yeah. And, and then you'd hear the song like, oh, man, running down a dream. It's, you know, he's going to kill this, too. He, wasn't he great? Oh, yeah. I mean, it just went, it went straight to your head and your groin and I, everything. Here's, here's what surprised me about that concert. And this is a great pick. I wish I had almost picked these guys over Hart. But uh, I remember seeing Tom Petty do the Super Bowl halftime show that, earlier that year. And he, he, he was stiff. You he and was, I were hard he was, on him. He, was, he, was, he looked bored. It was musically fine. But from an entertainment aspect, it was dull. Yeah. And I, I did not have high hopes for that concert, you know, short of uh, you know, possibly going home with two ladies at the same time. Yeah, I was furious. But uh, right, like a nerd. But on top we were of drinking, that, having fun. Woo! Yeah. Bacardi girls. Yeah, How about some limon? God. But uh, stupid job. God, he it was just a great set. The only thing I would bicker about, a couple songs I would like to have heard that we didn't get to hear. But the waiting. The waiting. Breakdown. Breakdown. Do we hear Breakdown? Oh, I don't think we did. Been, we definitely didn't hear The Waiting. I know we didn't hear The Waiting. I yeah. knew ahead of time we weren't going to hear The Waiting. But we heard Even the Losers he did. God. They, I had great seats, too. My seats were better than yours. Slightly better. Yeah. Did you have uh, a girl on each arm, though? Nah. <laughs> I was lonely. Ah, yes. Time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, we've picked out three fantastic reader emails for this week. So many that I'm even going to have to pitch in and mispronounce one for you. But Sean gets it started. Here we go, Sean. This first one from Lumas Otayerp. I think if you spell that backwards, it's Samuel Prieto. <laughs> Do you know Samuel Prieto? I have been with Samuel Prieto. <laughs> anyway, and this, this one has a great twist in the middle. Are you ready? Go for Stick it. Stick around for the twist. Dear Sean and Spearsy, I am only 14 years old, but I want to learn about the 80s and other decades I have missed. I truly enjoyed listening to your podcast. They are funny and educational, kinda. I have been listening to your podcast for about four months now and have caught up on your old podcast. I love the interviews with Brian Johnson, Mama No, and with Deborah Gibson. By the way, that was his Mama No, Steve. Yeah, he listens. I enjoy the podcast enough, and I believe I have the right, and I live in America, to somewhat respectfully disagree. With all due respect, and I mean with all due respect, you two are ridiculous. You two are so caught up in your own success with the podcast that you believe you can say something that is not yours to say. I was enraged when you two ripped on the controversial, philosophical, and most importantly, observational Pink Floyd. <laughs> most importantly, observational? They captured the scene society spun and turned it into songs you could argue about and enjoy. Another brick in the wall may not be, have been the greatest song by Pink Floyd, but it does not deserve to be in the top 10 worst songs of the 80s. It was it was worst, worst hits of 1980, but that's okay. I do not dis- disagree with the other picks, but man, show some respect. 
It takes a specific taste to enjoy Pink Floyd, and though neither of you have it, you could have done a poll before putting a famous song on the top ten worst. Now that I'm done yelling at you guys, I can say that your podcast may be one of the best there is. Your stories are inspirational. Your friend, Lumas Otayerp. Well, Lumas, you're not the only one who sent us hate mail about Pink Floyd. I can say that with all due respect and with complete total accuracy, 50, 60 emails about... Oh, my God. Our good buddy Bass Note was like, you two really dropped the ball on this one. You two really dropped the ball. Bass Note's a little angry these days. He's moving. So he's got, he's got a short temper. Well, we had it out a little bit because Bass Note said all these nice things about me on my blog and then exactly 24 hours later ripped me on 80s. But I still love Bass Note. Of course we and do. people are allowed to do that. They're allowed yeah. to. We offer up an entertainment is, for better or worse. This is our show. And you can Everybody's show. Assault. Now you're not used to getting the hate that I am. What is it? What's it like for you when when uh, your uh, your fans say something negative? You know, it hurts. It, I mean, I'm a kid. You know what it hurts? I mean, it doesn't it, it doesn't bother me that someone says you're wrong about uh, Pink Floyd? Because you know, I, I kind of knew that. Hey, I'm one of the few people out there who doesn't really like Pink Floyd. And I'm not going to blame it all on that pot smoking girl from college who who wouldn't sleep with me. Right. Although that certainly is half of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, every once in a while we get an email where, where someone says you guys are full of crap, or or I, I don't, I can't stand your nasally voice, or you know, mine. Nah, I'm usually mine. You don't have a nasally voice. I listen to me. Uh, it's like a weasel. It's like a cartoon weasel. Yeah. Yeah, I will give you right. that. I just know that you, yeah, you get a little sense of when people rip on you. Me, I get it all the time. Yeah, well, you give it all the time to me, so I'm kind of numb from it. Oh I mean, my god! Someday, you someday go, you'll have the. the we'll, we'll, we'll do the whole. You know, Steve's got the hairy knuckles. Steve's, you know what? Don't do this. What's wrong, Steve? Steve's, Steve's <laughs> is too large. <laughs> Your Leviathan schwanz, stuff like that. What? You know? Only twenty girls IMing you each night, buddy, no, old pal? That happen. Huh? That never happened. That's just that's a that's. Such Are a, you ready for the next letter, my yeah, friend? Please save me from this disastrous uh, soliloquy. Our next one is from our good buddy Tommy Doucette from Los Angeles. Are you ready? Hey, guys. First off, love the podcast on the worst songs of 1980. I couldn't agree more with your choices. For Sean, CCD stands for Co-Fraternity of Christian Doctrine. There you go. I did not know that. As a former good Catholic boy from Massachusetts myself, I remember those days we had to go after school. Also, I don't care if the rest of America wants to tar and feather you, Sean. I still think you are the funniest son of a bitch around. You always bring the comedy without fail. God damn it, that's beautiful. You misread it completely. It just says, I think you are the biggest son of a bitch no, around. No, it doesn't. Don't try to spin it like that, Spears. That's what Tommy said. I'm pretty sure. Shut up. I you always bring the comedy without fail. Can you play some patriotic music? Oh yeah. Behind that? Thanks. Sure, why not? You know what? You're a dirty son of a bitch yourself. <laughs> Just keep the letters going, buddy. This next part's for you. Steve, I know Sean makes fun of your pronunciation sometimes, along with countless other things. But you said my last name perfectly during the Name That 80s Tunes segment. I don't think I've ever heard it said correctly on the first try before. First rate hostmanship as usual. Until the next podcast, I'll be, just like you, stuck in the 80s. Wearing my Ray-Bans, Tommy Doucette, Los Angeles. Very nice. Even Tommy agrees that you're kind of hard on me. Kind of hard on the beaver. this new movement, really? 
No, no. You really think I'm hard on you? No, I've kind of gotten used to it. You know, you're the one who used to introduce me as, here's my fat co-host, fatty, 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 (laughs) Sean Daly. And so I I hear from people on my blog, when when they see me doing TV, they're like, Steve says you're you're a fat pig. You're not that fat. <laughs> Ever since that stomach stapling surgery, you've really chopped. You're like the Willard Scott I gotta of the program. Keep, I gotta keep. <laughs> I gotta keep up with you. She's a hundred years old. I love Jeff in Cuba calls you Beat Boy. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's not what he's talking I keep about. Up with you Beat Boy. <laughs> okay, Steve. You. Uh, we have one more letter. I am. I am all talked out here. Yeah, you sound a little hoarse. Can you? Uh, nay. Can you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to want me to delete that, but yeah. I won't. <laughs> Can you please read letter number three? Letter number three is from Mike Metcalf, call sign Viper. God, I love that. I wish I was Mike Metcalf. That would be a perfect name for me, wouldn't it? Yeah, this podcast would probably be a lot better if yeah, you were Mike be. Metcalf. You ready? Yeah. Here's what Mike says. Um, Hi, Steve. Not Sean. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Really? No, it just says, hi, Steve. Who the hell would do that? Metcalf sucks. <laughs> yes, I am one of the listeners who had longer... By Dan Fogelberg as their wedding song. Well, I pegged that. Nice. You, you said eight. For the record, we've had one. <laughs> In fact, I staged it so that Longer was playing when I proposed to my lovely bride-to-be, Sonia. It was January of 2006. And I had been planning on proposing to my then-girlfriend for about a month or so. I figured I would do it fairly low-key and just propose in my apartment that we were living in at the time. Nicely done. That's what I did with my first marriage. Uh, three years later, not so, not so nice after all, anyway. That's an aside. Just uh, read the damn letter. <laughs> My idea was to get her to dance with me to a romantic song, and I would pop the question at the end of the song. I had thought about a few possibilities for a song choice, and then I finally decided on Vogelberg's Longer, a song about undying love. Plus, I'm a big fan of the late 70s and early 80s, so I thought this would be a perfect choice. So I broke out Dan Vogelberg's greatest hits record, queued it up on the proper track, and waited for Sonya to get home. In retrospect, perhaps I should have picked put more into this plan because uh, when I asked Sonia to dance with me at 4.30 on a Monday afternoon, she kind of gave me a perplexed look. But she played along with it now because she had gotten used to my quirky requests from me, such as this one. So I hit power on the old turntable and we danced to longer. As the song was nearing the end, I took out the ring box, got down on one bended knee, and popped the question. Thankfully, she said yes. Aww. So when it came time to choose a first dance song for our wedding that October, the choice was obvious. When I told her about your podcast and how you were ripping on longer, she turned to me with a sarcastic look in her eye and said, I love that song. Every time I dance with you to that song, I get a diamond. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that great? I wish I could write like that. So now I am not only the finest fighter pilot in the planet, I am also the biggest wuss in the stuck in the 80s land. Keep up the good work. Mike Metcalf, Bellingham, Massachusetts. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's a segment where I play a snip of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, we have a new prize. What is it? Thanks to Ian in Connecticut, we now have a gigantic box of snack size munchos. What? Oh, you know what? F this show. <laughs> Get back here, fatty. Munchos? When the hell is going on here? Munchos? Hey, they were free. We're giving them away. I love them. This by is the way. crap. That's Ian. all it takes to total to Shanghai this show to change the whole entire format. Yes, I actually had a uh, actually uh, partaked of one of the bags when they uh, arrived. Oh, delicious, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I made I made big sounds with them in the room. Everyone was looking at me like I was insane. Mmm, salty. You like them better than Funyuns? Oh God, yeah. 
It's not even close. Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week. You know week. what? Since you became a vegetarian, your palate's all screwed up now. Really? You can't tell what's good and what's bad. It's all that. Muncho bad, Funyun good. <laughs> no. Pay attention, fellow vegetarians. Here was last week's mystery clip. That's great. That's great. You know, you, you got a lovely family, and uh, I'm a goddamn amalgam. Sean Daly knows this one. Ah, this comes from my DVD. You borrowed this from me, no, right? No, I bought this one. Did you, oh, uh, after my it. recommendation. Yes, though, after your recommendation. This is from Parenthood, the great Parenthood. It is indeed. Steve Martin's best movie in the 80s, maybe. That's easy for you to say. I'm a goddamn amalgam. Yes. Yeah. No, no, don't do that to me. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles <laughs> is my, one of my favorite movies ever. Then Parenthood. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> I'm Cowboy Gil. Do you I tear up guilty. to this? Do you tear up at all during Parenthood? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. The whole masturbation scene <laughs> really brings back memories. Uh, anyway, here are so some much. of last week's winners. Eric from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Doc Hamilton. We only had two. Those- we are, we are going to do a Parenthood show, though, right? Oh, yeah, you bet. Yeah, cool. We only had two winners for that? We had more, but we were kind of in a rush to get the show together. I apologize. Did Jeff and Cuba win? Let's just say that he did. Oh, you refused to acknowledge Jeff. No, no, I'm just saying I'm I'm, I'm assuming Jeff and Cuba is a smart guy. You know, uh, really hip fans of this show, hip fans of this show, like Harriet and Cuba better than Jeff and Cuba. If you're a hipster and you're really cool, you're in with this show, you like Harriet better than Jeff. Really? Yeah, I hear from a lot of people. Who like Harry a lot better than Jeff. If you're a hipster. If you just joined, yeah, Jeff and Cuba, because it's easy. But the people in the know, they like Harry. You're best. an idiot. You really are. Pay attention, Harriet. Here's this week's mystery clip. I love you. I've loved you since I met you. Okay, smart guy. That's I like how you do that. That's so I married an axe murderer. No. In which the main character is named Harriet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I love that movie. Not an eighties movie. No, damn but it. But I love it. Love it. You know, I am stuck in the 80s. There's no question about it. When it comes to music, I don't listen to anything that's not You don't have a choice now. You have to be stuck in the 80s. It's your whole goddamn franchise. But but movies? Me? I can shift. I can move in all sorts of decades. Hey, look at Sean in the 40s. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. He's back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like movies outside the 80s. That's true. Anyway, if you know the answer, email us at stuckinthe80s at tempe.com and those munchos. Those lovely munchos await this week's wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, it's time to play the signature event. Time to play a snippet of a song from the 80s. And if you can name it, mmm, puffed potato goodness. Here was last week's mystery tune. Yes, Vienna by Ultravox. Sean's favorite band. So first you bring in the scourge of Munchos, the great Muncho scourge of 2008, and then you hit me with Ultravox? Ultravox. Why are you trying to push me away? Why are you trying to push me away? You know what? Vegas girlfriend's like Yoko Ono. What does she tell you? What does she whisper in your ear? You get rid of the fat guy. Come on. 
Bring my friend. For the record, bring my friend Cylon on. <laughs> He's so much more. Cylon is great. Anybody who's into Battlestar Galactica is is, is, is top of my list. But that's uh, what you deserve. I will no. I'll say it for everyone to hear because I know you love it. I am much fatter than Sean. <laughs> I'm horrifically no, fatter than Sean. No, you're not. Don't now. See now you did it to again. Somehow you take this stuff and all these girls are like, oh, Sean, uh, Steve's fatter. Let's comfort him and hug him and invite us to our undisclosed state. I'm more like a big teddy bear. Sean's more like a Pee Wee Herman doll. Does that make you feel better? Unbelievable the way you speak. You know what? I'm nice. I never, I never like make ad hominem attacks about about anything going on. Did you on. just say ad hominem attacks? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the jump the shark moment of stuck in the eighties in a bottle. Bring on Cylon. Sign him up. Get the contract bottle. out. Just sign right here, Cylon. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Some of the winners this week include. Here's a name we haven't said in a while. Dave Morrison. Whoa, Dave Morrison. Yeah, the mighty maestro himself. Thanks, maestro, for uh, sending me all those emails. Let me know you're okay. Jeez. (laughs) Mark Pender. Pender. Greg Blouch. Blouchy. Kevy Metal. (laughs) I love Kevy Metal. I saw that on here. Kim Martin. Brenda Tankert. Tony Green. (laughs) What are you booing? I don't know. (laughs) And Terry Clayton in England. See? They love us in England. They do. They love you. Uh, Pay attention. Here's this week's Euro Trash Mystery Clip. (laughs) Well, we know Sean Daly's not going to get it. You want to you want to spit some uh, nonsense? I can't wait to like read a mailbag. Guess at me. I can't wait to read a mailbag next week. Next week, dear Stephen Cylons. (laughs) (laughs) That would you know it's kind of catchy. It is. You never know when I might need. You never know when I might need a new uh, partner in Cylon. You should do drive time with Cylon. Yeah. Yeah, he'll also buy your command kind of stuff. Oh, you could have Moffat there, the little dog. That'd be great. I love please, it. Please God. release me. If you know it, email us, both of us, at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. Sean Daly refuses to sign the bag of munchers. I will, and I'm sending it to this week's wiener. Hi, 80s Nation. This is Vegas Girlfriend calling from an undisclosed location in the Midwest. My favorite concerts this summer were definitely Morris Day and Regeneration, for obvious reasons, because I got to share them with Spearsy. Thanks for a great summer, Steve. And as always, I am totally stuck in the 80s with you. I adore Vegas girlfriend. Does she have a sister? Maybe a twin. Ooh, and Ooh, oh, what happened? A, a, a night where things got weird, and I didn't know who was who. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. It happens. Those things happen. <laughs> What's going to no, happen think, is you're you know, going to grab think... my joint. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Come on. Just roll with it. Roll with it, Spizzy. Grab my joint. You know, that's uh, the kind of question what? I should know. I should know the answer to that question, whether she has a sister or not. You should. I don't. Cause you know what? Only she only does the talk, and you have them like whisper all these things. Oh, and you're, oh you're so man! Great, I feel like a bad voice. boyfriend. I'm a bad boyfriend. No, you're not. You're actually a good boyfriend. Okay, you're a shitty husband, but you're a, <laughs> but you're a good boyfriend. Uh, Touche. Um, you know, I worry about Vegas girlfriend because when I do talk to her, I feel like I'm always doing the shtick, and maybe she doesn't understand that I'm just uh, I, I I like talking to her, but she probably feels overwhelmed sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like most As people. anybody does when they have to talk to you. But I do like her, and I'm happy for both of you guys. Yeah. Final segment here. I want to know, 
we've talked about the best concerts of the summer, the most disappointing, the most surprising. I want to know from Sean Daly, the Times pop music critic, who sometimes calls himself rock critic, if we're talking to a rock star or instead a, of a pop, pop star. Or a pop culture critic. Sometimes you're one of those, too, if you're eating a lot of food. What are What is the top band on your wish list that you have not yet seen? No, I've seen tons of people. I was going through a list the other day, going through my iPod. I mean, I've, you know, basically, you know, boom, boom, boom. I've seen all the biggies. However, and this is eating at me, the one band I've never seen. And on most days when you ask me who's my favorite rock band, this would be my answer. I have never seen ACDC. Oh, man, you are missing the best of life has, has to offer. I'm dying because, you know, you and I had the uh, 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 good fortune of, of, of t- interviewing and then meeting Brian Johnson. Yeah. He did a, kind of a solo charity show at uh, Ruth Eckerd last year, and that was a highlight of my life. But I've never seen ACDC. Now, their tour starts up, new album coming out soon, and their tour starts up in Wilkes-Barre, where our, your good friend Sparky, our friend Sparky, who visits our blogs and listens to the show, he's really excited about that. But there's no Tampa date yet. Really? But they gotta come here. Maybe it'll this end is like here. a suburban dirtball capital. You know what we should do? We should go there. We should, is, are the tickets on sale for the first show already? That's a good question. I don't think so. I would love for us to be there for the first show of the tour. Oh my god! So we could we could stay with Sparky and Mrs. Sparky. Yeah. What's Miss Sparky look like? She's cute. Okay. Good. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't matter to me anymore, of course. Oh, I, just, no. I just want to know no, in case I saw all, her from Steve. across the hall. Oh, man. I can't wait to seduce you back to the dark side. <laughs> it tastes so good on my lips. <laughs> if we could be there for the first show of the tour, and if they finish here in Tampa for the last show, wouldn't that be, that'd be poetic? You know, you, you're, you're, just, you're just trying to juice me up right now, but I, I would do that in a heartbeat. No, I would do it. I think the FF would probably let me go. Yeah. Paper it's not that far. Paper wouldn't pay for it. Paper Quick, wouldn't pay what, for we it. drive up there, fly. Yeah, let's just drive to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. That's only a 24-hour drive. There's some things on the way. There's there some are. things on the way. You know what's on there? the way? What's on the way? Heartbreak. Indigestion. We'll, we'll break up, say, and then we'll get back together at you the say, end. Do you say heartburn or heartache? Oh, God. You know what? I couldn't take driving Do they have White Castles? Do they have White Castles in Pennsylvania? Shut up, because you can't even eat. I wanted to take you to the world's I just best smell burger them. joint today, and you're like, well, I can't go there. I just want to smell them. And then you had to call, the you had to call Vegas Girlfriend because she's like your sponsor. Yeah. I almost slipped, baby. I almost ate a burger. Shh. It's okay, Spearsy Weezy. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Just eat a celery stalk. God damn it. I'm tired of this, all this crap. <laughs> I'm going to go eat a hoagie. Yeah, nice. Bologna hoagie, right? What's on your wish list? This is embarrassing. It is embarrassing that I host a podcast about the 80s, and I have to say that the band that I have yet to see that's still at the top of my list is Duran Duran. What? <laughs> Come on. I'm shamed. Why not? Didn't you once have tickets to see them? Yes. You know, we should get on my phone, my mom, and have her explain once and for all why her son couldn't go see Duran Duran back in 1984 on the Seven and the Ragged Tiger tour. Oh, that's when you wouldn't that be poetic? Yeah, wouldn't that be put her on the spot for a change? Can we get her on the show next next show next week? So one of these weeks. On the one of these weeks, it's going to happen. I want to talk to the woman who birthed you too. 
She's got a lot of explaining to do. I think it was one of those test tube things. Yeah. I swear to God. Where Frankenstein ass kind of uh, Mel Brooks, you know. Lightning struck at the yeah. wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> kind of things. I don't know if there was any birthing involved, but uh, no, I, I had tickets in 84 and she didn't like my girlfriend, so she forbid me to go. Wow, because your girlfriend, she thought she was a, she a dirty girl? S- she was a dirty girl. She smoked. Oh. She drink whiskey. You know when she drove with me in a car, she wouldn't sit in her seat. She actually like kind of you know even though we had bucket seats, yeah, she would move over to like the space between the seats so she could sit closer to oh, me. Oh man! And my she mom caught a look drink. at that one time, and she was just like, "She wear mini skirts." Yeah, oh, and she the yeah. blue eye, the blue oh, eyeshadow, yeah. her heavy eyeliner. Oh, she smelled great. Oh. I love that. But no, Mrs. Mrs. Spears too. says forbidden Let's get her on a video phone. Forbidden love means forbidden concert. And so uh, Duran Duran remains on my list. And if they had come through on this last tour for uh, Red Carpet Massacre, I don't think I would have gone. No, they still do all the hits, man. You I don't gone. think they do you all You would have gone. Uh, what, I mean, what better do you have to do? Uh, they were great. Not only have I, I, I've, seen, I've seen them twice, but um, I interviewed all of them at the top of the Sony building in New York City at once at a big uh, table. Yeah. How many times have I told that story? Many, many times. <laughs> the uh, the right. good thing is that Andy Taylor just came out with a book, a tell-all book on Duran Duran. And uh, I've tried I'm trying to get an interview with him. We'll see what happens. Does he really tell all? I'm only like at the point where he uh, is going to grammar school right now. So the tell-all details are not that good at this point. Uh well listen, it's been a fun show, kind of loose, kind of crazy. Would you like to badmouth any iconic British bands before we leave? Hell no, I love British bands. Would you like to badmouth a few British bands? Spando Ballet, maybe? Yeah, they deserve badmouthing. Uh, All right, wrap it up, handsome. Hey, until next week, until our favorite bands finally come touring through the Tampa Bay, until Sean Daly loses another 50 pounds of unwanted fat, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Duck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. I mean, not to put words in your mouth. But basically, but, basically, but basically, what we're looking for, what I'm looking for, is you to say something. You know what? From here on in, don't put anything in her mouth anymore. All right. <laughs> I'm oh, but that takes all the fun out of it. Okay. <laughs>